to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, as always. It's good to be back. Today I'm going to tell a few stories from my college years. Because when I was in college, uh, I decided to join a fraternity. So, a lot of weird stories from those days. And... uh, So we'll start from the beginning. So I went to the University of Minnesota, and uh, it's kind of a funny story as to how I got into a fraternity. Um, I wasn't living on campus. I was living with my parents, and uh, so I was commuting back and forth to uh, the college. And uh, the college parking down there was horrendous and very expensive it was something like i can't even remember it was like 64 dollars a day or some lunacy to park down there so i can't remember who told me but somebody said that uh if you join one of the fraternities you can park you can park at the fraternity and all you'd have to do is pay the dues for being a part of the fraternity, which was like $100 a month, which was a hell of a lot cheaper than $68 a day. So um, I just started basically walking around fraternity row and just kind of knocking on doors. Some people were home and, you know, uh, there's kind of a specific type to the fraternity. Uh, you know, it's kind of meathead football players that join the fraternities. And then I came across this one fraternity, uh, and when I met all the guys there, it felt like uh, Lambda 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 from Revenge of the Nerds. So I was like, <laughs> I think this is uh, this is the fraternity for me. It's like the land of misfit toys at this fraternity. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, the whole reason I joined was so I could park there for a hundred bucks a month. That was literally it. But you know, I definitely had a lot of adventures there and uh, crazy stories. I mean, uh, so basically, like uh, when I joined the fraternity there, I was there for maybe a couple weeks, and then uh, we decided to. Uh, Um, They were having a retreat in Indianapolis, um, and Indianapolis was where the first chapter of this fraternity started, so that's where the kind of home office or main office was, so uh, every year, all the fraternities from around the country would come to Indianapolis, and, you know, you'd um, just the chapters of this fraternity would come to Indianapolis, not all the fraternities. And you kind of meet up with other, uh, the fraternity was called Theta Chi, so you'd meet up with other Theta Chi's from around the country and um, network and chat and stuff like that. And then uh, then they had some, uh, 
seminars and conferences and um, so it was pretty fun and then they had a thing on the weekend where uh, I can't remember what it was called but it was like we basically went to these little meetings where it was like smaller groups of us um, as opposed to like a huge meeting with the entire you know like 6,000 people that were there or whatever and so we got together in these rooms and uh, I can't really I don't know why they were doing it but it was like they would present a scenario uh, of something bad you know like uh, one of the brothers has you know a problem with alcohol or drugs or you know we have a party and somebody gets date raped and it was basically like they would present this scene and then we were all supposed to discuss like what the next moves were after we found out so um we we had to go to a bunch of these in one afternoon there was maybe like five and so what they would do is they would present a scene and they would need people from the audience to come up on stage and kind of act out the scene or whatever and then after it was done then everybody would discuss what what do we do next and they would kind of like freeze the scene and then what do we do next so we were in one of these and uh i decided to volunteer because uh apparently i've always had uh the need to be on stage in front of people my entire life i guess it's the middle child syndrome but uh so i get up there and there's like three other guys and the person leading the conference starts explaining what the scene is going to be so he's like it's going to be you guys uh in front of your chapter of brothers and you're just kind of talking about uh the year's events and that you have a dance coming up a formal dance with the other sororities or whatever and blah 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 and then he points at the one guy and he goes okay so you're going to be the president so talk about uh you know some random event that went well and then uh he points at this other guy and he says you're going to be the treasurer talk about uh you know your charitable contributions and how all the accounts are full of money blah 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 and then he gets to me and he goes uh he goes okay so you're gonna be the vice president and when they're done talking you're gonna stand up and you're gonna come out as that you're gay and the other three guys just start snickering and i go oh for shit's sake and he goes yeah your name's skippy you're the vice president and you're gonna come out as gay and then you guys then we're gonna freeze it and then we're gonna ask what do we do next so a ton of the the guys from my fraternity were in the room at the time and i was like i just knew i was never gonna hear the end of this so we went up there they went through their spiel and then i stood up and i was like i uh they made some kind of joke like uh the winter formal this year is going to be great we've got uh, so many people that are helping out and then the the one guy starts slapping me on the back he's like maybe we even we even get a date for skippy here you know he's uh we never see him with any ladies and uh he might need a date here (laughs) 
And I stood up and I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. I got to tell you something. The reason I don't have a date for winter formal and the reason that you never see me with women is because uh, I'm gay. And then the whole room was quiet. And then I just hear like the 10 dudes from my fraternity just lose their minds in the back of the room. And I was like, son of a bitch. So I, we get done with that skit or whatever, and they come up to me, and they're like, Hey, Skippy. And I was like, Oh, no. And by the end of the day, I was Skippy. <clears throat> and to this day, if I run into any of my fraternity brothers, uh, Mark doesn't exist. I'm still Skippy to them. And it was just hilarious. Because it's like, nicknames in the fraternities are... A really big thing like i don't know if you've ever seen animal house but uh it is a real thing like they love nicknames and the fact that they were just handed one on a silver platter they were just so happy about it and i knew i was never going to hear the end of that but so uh from that point on i was skippy the theta chi and uh the adventures continued after that we uh so we used to have a lot of a lot of parties at the fraternity, which was, which was nice there, you know, because before college, I was very shy. I didn't really talk to any women and uh, didn't really drink that much. So when I went to college and I got involved with the fraternity, it really kind of helped me out, you know, get me out of the shell and talk to women. And alcohol sure does help, you know, breaking down your nerves, but, uh, so my sister was three years younger than me and she used to love to come to the parties there and my parents actually were not that were not that mad about it because you know they knew where they were you know she my my parents would drop her off at the fraternity with a couple of her friends and they would just hang out and party at the house and stuff i mean it was very low-key most of the parties and we had to have like security there because of the college security rules and stuff so we would hire a police officer and other people in the fraternity would run security to make sure that uh you know nobody was being attacked or drinking too much or you know so it was very like a non-threatening scenario i just remember one time uh my sister showed up i think it was the first time that she came to one of the parties there and she came in and she was like, uh, and it was winter time. It was really cold outside. And I was running security that night, so I wasn't drinking. So she's like, hey, I, I couldn't find a place to park, so I just parked uh, half in and half out of your driveway. And I was like, oh, for God's sakes. And she goes, is that bad? And I was like, yeah, that's bad. I was like, give me your car keys. So I head outside and I get in the car and I'm not in the car more than like two seconds when I hear whoop whoop and I look behind me and it's like the fucking campus police and they tap on the window and they're like, can you step out of the car please? And I was like, oh Christ. So I get out of the car and they're like, doing a little drinking tonight? And I was like, nope, I'm running security, I'm just moving this car. And they go, we're going to have to put you in the back seat of the cop car and make sure that you're not drunk. And I was like, oh for shit's sakes. So we get in the back of the car and I do the breathalyzer and I know I haven't had a drink. 
and they're making it all dramatic. They're like looking at the breathalyzer and looking at me and looking at the breathalyzer. And I just look at both of them and I go, I know it says zero. I haven't had anything to drink. And they go, you're clean. I'm like, no shit, dumbass. So I get out of the car and I, I move it to the parking garage across the street and, uh, I decided not to wear my jacket outside, which I don't really understand why. So I was trucking. I was running back to the party. And, like, right near the police car, I hit a, p- a patch of ice. And I fucking just biffed it straight out. I fucking fell on my back and slid down the street a little bit. And uh, the cop opens the window on his car. And he's like, whoa, big guy. Watch what you're doing. And I was like, fuck you. And I just ran back into the house. And they actually sat outside for the entire party and waited for me to come out again and uh waited for me to drive down the street and they pulled me over again and i was like are we really doing this again and they're like you still haven't been drinking and i was like no i'm fucking security i'm not drinking and they go we're gonna have to breathalyze you again and i was like oh my god it's just a complete uh ridiculous but uh the second party that we had there was kind of funny because uh, I was running uh, security for the bathroom upstairs where you had to just make sure that, you know, if girls went in that no guys bust in with them or something like that. But uh, all I remember was sitting outside the bathroom and uh, one of the guys in the fraternity came up to me and he was like, uh, he goes, hey man, he goes, you see that chick over there? And I go, what chick? And he goes, the chick over there, right there. And I look over there, and uh, I can only describe her as uh, looking like Roseanne Barr on a horrible night. And he goes, what do you think? And I go, what do you mean, what do I think? And he goes, listen, I'm going to be straight with you. He goes, I want to bang her friend, and she will not leave us the fuck alone. So I'm hoping that maybe, maybe you can, you know block for me you know and I was like "Ah, I don't know man and he goes come on she likes you she likes you she said that uh, she wants to talk to you but every time that she does like her legs feel like jello or jelly and I said man that's that's good because he's skippy and your legs are jelly he's like maybe Maybe you guys can make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> I was like, you're ridiculous. And I go, listen, I'm not promising anything, but I'm like, I can keep her busy for like maybe an hour. And he's like, oh, you're the man. So I had somebody switch out with me on the bathroom, and I you know, asked her if she wanted to get a drink, and we went downstairs to where the bar was and stuff. We got a drink, and oh, my God, man. She was just weird. So I kept her as busy as long as I could, but then I just said I had to go see somebody about a cat. I just walked away. Never to return. (laughs) No. (laughs) But, uh, so yeah, the first couple times I ran security at the parties, um, just because I wasn't that big of a drinker at the time. So then, uh, we had a a Halloween party where uh, everybody would have uh, because a lot of the the brothers like lived at the house like they lived there 
and they paid dues and they also paid rent and uh there weren't any rooms available but i was actually thinking for a while that i would live there too so if you had a room there uh, we had a party called an around the world party where uh, each room was like a different theme and since it was halloween it was like you know one room was like a graveyard and another was like a vampire's lair or whatever so i didn't have a room so all the brothers that uh kind of lived outside the house they would set up in uh the main area downstairs and if you had a drink that you mixed up that uh you wanted to to serve and stuff then you do it down there and i made some strange concoction where it was like uh strawberry kiwi gatorade and vodka or something and i called it a a gay vampire or something i don't remember so that night uh, i was introduced to something called a kamikaze and i had never had a kamikaze before i really hadn't had much alcohol and i didn't really like the taste of it um hated the taste of beer at the time which is hilarious because i drink it in gallons now but uh hated the taste of beer uh any hard liquor so when i had a kamikaze for the first time and the fact that it tasted so sweet and you couldn't hardly taste the alcohol like i was hooked immediately so i had probably like six or seven of those within like i don't know maybe an hour and a half's time and uh man was i blotto i literally passed out I got to the party at 7.30. I passed out drunk at 9 p.m. In the, uh, in the main living area. Sitting up. I passed out sitting up on the couch. So I woke up the next morning. Just kind of trying to get my bearings. Like, what the fuck happened, man? So uh, I go to... Because uh, my shoes were off on the, on the floor in front of me. So I go to uh, to put my shoes on, and there's a Polaroid in my shoe. And I was like, what the hell? So I pulled the Polaroid out, and I looked at it, and it was literally everybody at the party surrounding me. There was, like, people behind me, people sitting next to me. There was, like, two women, like, sprawled out across my lap. Uh, all these people sitting on the floor in front of me. I mean, it was like the entire party was surrounding my drunk passed out self on the couch and uh they took a snapshot of it and uh they put it in my shoe and uh god man i don't know if you've ever had one of those feelings where like i'm sure people black out a lot and they don't remember but it's it's kind of a weird feeling when you wake up and realize all this shit went down while you were asleep and you know you didn't even wake up you know and what's funny is they actually took that Polaroid and they used it um, in their recruiting material for the fraternity. Like, they put it in post because it's a really cool picture. I mean, it looks like a ton of college kids, like, having fun at a fraternity party. Of course, nobody notices that the guy right in the middle is, uh, is like, dead drunk and passed out. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. But, yeah, that was... Uh that was a fun one and the uh, I think one of the craziest parties that we had there and one of the funniest stories that uh, 
ever happened at that fraternity was uh not only my sister and her friends would come party at my fraternity but i had a lot of friends from high school that would come and party at my fraternity because it was always just like a fun time you know come to come to the party and and have a good time so they uh we had a big party one time a bunch of my friends came and this one friend that uh i always kind of felt like was a troublemaker but you know two of my other friends really liked him so he came with and uh so we're partying and everything's going fine and whatever so then we're uh we're downstairs uh in like the bar area just hanging out and then out of nowhere just like all this water just like starts gushing down like the side of the wall by the window and people are like what the fuck's going on and we go upstairs and somebody had literally like ripped the radiator off the floor so like fucking water was going everywhere and we're just like who the fuck does this and we were like that's it that's it this party's over everybody get the fuck out of here because there was water everywhere the radiator was broken there was fucking water and we're just like oh my god man of course nobody saw who did it nobody could figure out why it was done and you know if like another fraternity came in and sabotaged us or something uh so that monday we were sitting in uh in our meeting that we would have every monday just kind of updating all the stuff that needed to get done that week and they were just like does anybody have any new information about who ripped the radiator off the floor and everybody was like, no, no, we can't figure it out. And they were like, well, um, we had to get it fixed. And it was like 200 bucks to get it fixed. And that came out of our house account. And if anybody has any information about who did it or whatever. And, and the whole time this meeting, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, God, what a dumbass. Who rips the fucking radiator off the floor? So I'd say maybe like three or four months later, uh, I go, out, I go out with my buddies from high school and uh, we're just all sitting around at a bar or whatever drinking and laughing and telling stories and like uh, one of my buddies uh, said something to the effect of he's like well it's not as crazy as this fucking guy ripping that radiator off the ground and my whole like color in my face drained out and I was like you're the fucking dumbass that ripped the radiator off the floor? he's like oh yeah dude my god man i was so drunk he goes i didn't even know what i was doing i was so drunk i just i for some reason thought it would be hilarious to rip the radiator off the floor and i was like are you out of your fucking mind i was like that's two hundred dollars we had to pay two hundred dollars to get that repaired you have to give me two hundred dollars he's like oh yeah no i'm not giving you anything i was fucking hilarious and uh so what ended up happening was uh, earlier that winter, he uh, he had a cool jacket that he had gotten from Carhartt through his dad's work or whatever, and I made some kind of comment that I liked the jacket, so he got me a jacket, and it was like a $150 like Carhartt, like really nice jacket, and uh, I hadn't paid him for it yet. And we went back and forth. He was like, give me my jacket money. And I was like, I'm just not going to give it to you. I'm just going to give it to the fraternity for the radiator. And he got really pissed off. But I was just like, who rips a radiator? Like, 
I don't even understand the mentality. Maybe it's just I have never been that drunk, or I'm not an angry drunk, or a crazy drunk. Like, I'm a happy drunk. When I get drunk, I just... I, everybody's my best friend. And uh, I might get a little bit of an annoying. I might just say things over and over again because I think they they sound funny. But uh, I've never gotten so drunk that ripping a radiator off the wall is what I needed to kick it up a notch, you know? But that was... Uh, that fucking guy. That guy was a weirdo. I think the only, uh, the only other story that I've got that's, you know, or I got two, two more stories that are kind of quick. There was, uh, one brother in the house, uh, who got Nick, nicknamed, uh, Homewrecker because, uh, for whatever reason, every party that he went to, he ended up having sex with a married woman. Um, but there was one girl that he met, and the reason that he got the nick- nickname uh, Homewrecker was uh, apparently he met a girl at a party who was uh, out for her bachelorette party. And uh, they went out to a bunch of bars and stuff, and I guess she was going to school at the college. So her and her bachelorettes ended up at a bunch of fraternity parties. And uh, so she meets this guy from my fraternity and uh they end up starting dating and she broke off the wedding because of him so from that point on he was always referred to as homewrecker (laughs) which i always thought was kind of funny uh but one night we were uh we were just having a small party and it was winter time we're just hanging out and then there was a loud crash and we realized that one of the windows was broken and we were like what the fuck and we go outside and there's like this roving band of uh frat guys from one of the other fraternities that were trying to start snowball fights with other fraternities which uh it's probably the gayest thing i've ever heard of but so somebody threw a snowball like to hit the window to kind of let people know that somebody was outside and they wanted to have a snowball fight or whatever. So they ended up breaking our window. And we went outside and they were like, Hey, time for a snowball fight. And we were like, Dude, you just broke our fucking window. What are you talking about? We're like, you better pay for our window. And uh, so a couple of them like threw snowballs at us and we're like, Cut the shit. Like, you just broke our window. Are you going to pay for it or what? And they're like, it was an accident, okay? You guys have a house account. You can pay for your window. And we're like, we're not going to fucking pay for our window. And uh, so one of the guys, uh, uh, there was a guy staying in the fraternity that was like a friend of a friend. And he would run security at our parties because he was going through, um, either was uh, a St. Paul cop or was going through the academy to be a St. Paul cop or something like that. So he was standing outside with us. And he was like, you guys are going to pay for that window. And uh, those guys are like, no, we're not. Like, yeah, you're going to pay for that window. And then somebody threw a snowball and hit this guy, the, the St. Paul cop, uh, in the side of the head with a snowball. <laughs> and, man, I... It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. So he gets hit by the snowball. And within seconds, he takes off running towards this guy so fast that he hits him with the snowball. And then he turns to his buddies to say, like, 
<laughs> and he turns back and the cop was right there and he just tackles him into the snow and pushes rolls him over in his face in the snow and just starts wrenching his arms behind his back and putting handcuffs on him and all the other fraternity guys are like dude what are you doing and he goes he hit me in the face with a snowball that's an assault so i'm gonna put these handcuffs on him and call the cops because i'm uh I'm a cop or something like that and they were like holy shit run everybody and they just all took off running and he ended up not arresting the guy but uh he put a a pretty good scare into him oh there was one time it was like summer and uh we were just all hanging out at the house and it was late so we decided to walk uh like 10 blocks down to I think it was Denny's or some late night sandwich shop or something like that and on our way back there was this there was like this uh relatively big sign like one of those orange signs that says like loose gravel or lane closed or something and we just thought it would be hilarious to steal the sign and it was pretty big so uh like three of us had to carry it all the way back to the fraternity house and we put it in the basement and it actually stayed there until i left and i'm sure it's probably still down there but it was just hilarious because we stole the sign and it was like two or three in the morning there was like nobody around so we stole the sign and we put it downstairs and seconds later there was a knock on the door and uh it was the police and they were like uh do you have any idea that we just saw a couple guys steal a road sign and they ran in this general direction did they happen to come in this house and you know, somebody else up there was covering for us and said that we didn't come into the house. And but yeah, it was uh, it was a fun time, man. It was one, you know. I uh, yeah, I was just a very shy kid, and and uh, I don't know what it was about the fraternity, and you know, people give them a bad rap, you know, because of all the movies that have been out about them, and. And I'm sure the experiences they've had with frat guys and how they're, you know, douchebag meatheads and stuff. But, you know, there's a couple out there that uh, that are actually pretty cool. And Theta Chi was definitely one of them. And uh, it was a part of my life that uh, shaped the rest of my life. So I always look back on it uh, really fondly. And sadly, like, a year or two after I graduated, the... Uh, the fraternity house that we had on the University of Minnesota campus got condemned and uh, they shut it down and we basically lost uh, our chapter that we had at the U of M so it was kind of tough to continue on with uh, activities after college but uh, I hear they are in the process of getting a charter back at the University of Minnesota or you know whatever but it is always fun when you uh, when you run into other Theta Chi's, you know. Even in the comedy business, I've met a couple club owners and bookers and stuff that were Theta Chi's, and you know, every fraternity's got their uh, secret greeting and their secret handshake, which I am not going to uh, divulge on this show. But uh, it's just a uh, you know an interesting little sect of the society if you're a, a fraternity alumni, so hope you enjoyed uh, the story 
And uh, always, if you want to check out more of my stuff, just head to uh, largedrunkman.com. Uh, it's Large Drunk Man on Twitter and Large Drunk Man on Facebook. And uh, you can get to this podcast now uh, off my website. And uh, keep supporting this uh, podcast. I like I like doing them, and uh, hopefully it's uh, entertaining enough for you. And uh, yeah, so tune in next week when we talk about who knows.